Looking forward to chatting um, with James in a moment, mate, when he connects, because um, the the Blue Army, I think, are going to have a big, big autumn carnival. Yeah, they are. Uh, they've always got a good team, and um, um, joining up with Tommy Mark one there tomorrow. So it's on Saturday. Sorry, it's going to be an interesting day. Um, we'll we'll have a have a look. We get into Group One racing, and we get to see um, old Cascadian again. He just had no luck first up. He was just he he just they sort of grouped on the inside and just all went at one pace at the pace of the slowest horse that was in front of them. So uh, he was eased up. So we didn't get really see where he is, but we know that he always runs a good race. All right, not too far away. Uh, James Cummings from joining us. He might be still at Homebush. He might be still at Homebush. There were some spies telling us that one of the greatest trainers we have in our country is a massive Taylor Swift fan. Good morning, James. Yes, Chris Waller did enjoy his <laughs> concert on Saturday night. Very good. How, am I, how, how was about, it? How was it? I heard, I heard Richard Callender come on the radio Sunday morning and he said it was one of the greatest concerts he'd ever been to. And I think he's, I think he's on the money. It was, it was amazing. Plenty of energy, screaming fans. And, uh, well, that's what everyone, that's what everyone paid that's what everyone paid the big bucks for, and, uh, and they got well and truly entertained for three solid hours. Um, Taylor Swift did not let up. It was great, great to see. You know what? I wish I had a horse in training like her. <laughs> Just keeps going. <laughs> did you get home okay, James? You know, some other trainers struggled to to get home in bed bed after the concert. Yes, some trainers had to catch the uh, some trainers had to catch the train home. I had. Uh, I had a chauffeur-driven car in the, from the belly of the beast. I was only a stone's throw from Taylor Swift, three black shiny Range Rovers. So I got home safe and sound. Very good. Very, I did, very good. I, did, I, did, I think you're talking about the train that might have fell asleep and woke up at Leppington early Saturday morning, Chris. Yeah, there the, was... The, 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 sounds like sounds like the half the training legs in Sydney went there, you know? Very, very um, good. And, and, and good that uh, you can get out and enjoy it because, James, with a... I actually had this conversation with Chris last night. You know, it's great that um, your training schedule and, I mean, you're running a big organisation, it's quite hectic, but to make time with family and your partner to, to go and do stuff like that, I mean, obviously you're, you're a normal bloke just like everybody, but, um, yeah, it's, it's good to see, mate, because you probably don't get an opportunity to switch off too many times. You'd have horses running through your head as even as you sleep. Well, it's interesting because, you know, part of it's the organization of that of, of that era's tour and what what i mean by that is on uh, my so my wife took my eight-year-old to see it and they were excited for weeks and weeks in the build-up and nobody could get tickets and it was you know, it was so exclusive in a way because of the, de- the demand was so high but taylor swift and probably in tandem with the organizer matt gadinsky who's just unbelievable at doing it they keep a vice-like grip on the on the supply Things like tickets and you know, bump, you know, the, the opportunity to get people in, people on seats, but um, that that sort of that sort of build up built up the hysteria. So by the time I dropped them off on Sunday night and you know, got off, got on with my week, didn't think too much more of it. You just should, you should have seen the energy out there, the atmosphere, and the, you know, people streaming into Homebush and 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 by the time I got the opportunity to go Monday night, normally I'd say no way, you know, go to bed early Monday night. You just wouldn't even entertain the idea. But as I said to someone else who was on their way out that that night on Monday, you, it, everyone was everyone would give a give their right arm to have a ticket to the Taylor Swift concert. So you just take the opportunity. 
and uh, and so that's what we did, and we had a great time. Good stuff. I noticed. I noticed the only thing I noticed is that the the young jockey you were with was on Instagram dancing, and he and there was no photos, no videos of James Cummings dancing. Too is that smart, because James. he? Is, is, is that because he 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 knows that where his bread's buttered, James? No, no, I, I had a sore toe. And I think he's... I had a sore toe, so I couldn't, but he's... Yeah, I think he was on the painkillers. <laughs> Let's get into uh, looking at these horses because we're going to try and make a quid to hopefully go to a, another big concert when it comes to town. And I want to start with Cascadian. Uh, I spoke with Tom Marquand yesterday. Before we talk about the horse, uh, James, obviously it's a great opportunity that Tom can ride for Godolphin here in Australia. And I asked him about, you know, how he got on these horses, and he said, look, to be honest with you, it was all my manager chasing these rides um, to uh, to form an association. But are we going to see him being used on, on your horses regularly while he's here in Australia? Yeah, we booked him on a, we booked him on a little team of horses, and Tom's had, Tom's had a terrific run when he's flown over to Australia. But... Uh, but he's also, but he's also going beautifully overseas as well. You know, he he, um, he won a couple of Group Threes uh, at Goodwood. Um, you know, he's a, he's a, he won the Group One. He won the Goodwood Cup. Like he, the, Tom's absolutely flying. So there's absolutely no reason why we shouldn't be um, we shouldn't be lining up to book Tom Marquand, given that we're interested in having the best available on our horses, and 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 Tom. He's very good to work with. Um, he's ridden for us in the past, uh, and uh, and we're we're fortunate that he was available to take the rides we've offered. Um, and look, I think I think that uh, I think that the other piece of the puzzle is that he's happy to work in with us. So he popped out and rode rode a little bit of work for us during the week and threw him on a few trials. So you know he's he's in the swing of it. He's done his research. He'd already looked at a few replays. And uh, but yeah, very very easy uh, very easy person to work with and. Uh, on the international stage, he's he's riding extremely well. Cascadian James, he he just had no luck first up. Got back towards the inside, and they sort of all just fell back in his face. And he went away for breakfast. He would do more at um, Angus Brakes on a Tuesday morning, really. Well, it's interesting because Cascadian has sometimes run a little bit of a flat race second up. Um, he has one. He, he has, of course, one second up before when we when we targeted the uh, Peter Young, uh, I mean, they were, they were pretty slow resuming stays in that race that day. You could have probably ridden him to win that day. And that, uh, that, that may, that may be therefore like not, not, not an indication that he always goes that well second up, but he hasn't really had a run this prep first up considering that was more like a barrier trial. He was, um, you know, Zach was high in the irons there when he couldn't get a run on the inside. And, I think, therefore, the horse has just got that little bit more freshness. I mean, on the flip side of that is he's half a run behind, but he's trained solidly since then. He's done everything we would expect him to do, and he's been bouncing around. He's been plenty of bounce in that horse's step since the uh, since the Apollo. Nevertheless, Fangirl uh, looks to have returned extremely well. Uh, horses like Fangirl and Mr Brightside keep making Animo look good. Because he he just yeah. he just kept beating those horses for practice, and now they're our two best weight for age horses in the country, and and so Cascadian's going to need to lift to be joining in on terms with uh, with, with with Fangirl, and that's not to mention some other very good quality horses in the race. 
All right, so that's cascading in the very elegant. What about Zardozzi, who we get to see return in the surround? She was obviously the last time we saw her at a racetrack that day at Flemington. She was brilliant in the Oaks. Uh, she's got a seems a lovely temperament and a lovely looking animal. Uh, have you been happy with her two trials leading into this, James? I think her I think her work in the in the barrier trials has been very very nice. I mean, she was finishing off stylishly behind. I think the horse. I think the horse went down to the lightning private eye, and Zardozzi was finishing off beautifully behind him in her first first appearance there at Rose Hill, and then just against the older horses there, and a trial over a bit further, she cruised to the line, beaten a length, held together, looking looking pretty sharp, and uh, I I um I'd say sharper than sharper than others might have expected her to be. Nevertheless, I was extremely impressed by. The fillies in the light fingers. They've got the they've got the run on her. Uh, whereas she arrives here first up alongside horses like Tropical Squall and Roll on High. You know the other first uppers in the race. But mile and a half horses have a habit of running cheeky races first up over seven furlongs. So it wouldn't shock us completely if Zardozzi was chiming in. But nevertheless, um, she's a class filly looking to get out over further the deeper into her prep she goes. That's much more more like her style. But um, but given the way the barriers have fallen, it might work out well with well for Zardozzi if there's a genuine pace there. She could be chiming in with the right horses to at least running some sort of positive race over fourteen hundred fresh, um, and, uh, and 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 that would be, you know, that would be a that would be a really important kickoff point for her this time in. Much better. You know, much better if I if I visualise her running like that than the way she kicked off her spring campaign with a couple of duck eggs at Randwick. James, would she stick to the fillies, or would, are you tempted to take on the older horses later in the prep? Look, I would consider it. I don't don't think at the moment I'm. I don't think I need, at the moment I, I need to be too too worried about that. I mean, the Coolmore is, the Coolmore is, you know, second up could be, you know, I'd be on her agenda quite comfortably, but, um, but for the time being, we can concentrate on the three-year-old fillies. She's nominated in the Oaks. I also nominated her in the Derby, so, you know, there's the prospect that she might tackle the three-year-old Colts um, before she needs to worry about the older horses. Yeah, I, I think it's safe to say she'll be nominated for the Cornwall Classic, provided she runs well, fresh up, and she comes through the race well. Wouldn't the tanker have probably come a bit quick for her, wouldn't it? If she was, if that was, would that be an option? That 2400 metres just seems very um, uh, happy at that trip. Well, it, it is an option for her, but the tanker isn't. It's pretty sure the tanker's on the same day as the winery, so you know it doesn't necessarily doesn't necessarily make or an easy race for her that weekend. I would never say never, but given there's a three-year-old Philly set weights group mm. run over a mile and a quarter the same day, it tends to it tends to attract the better Philly in that race rather than rather than tackling the weight for eight horses. Whereas you might have seen the the male horses like five and a half stars successfully do it, and um, and and you know Beauty Generation ran in the race before you was before you went to Hong Kong. What do you think is her best distance, James? What's her sweet spot? Uh, two miles. Two miles. 
Okay. Well, there's, a tip, there's a tip for anyone who's okay. just scrolling down go. to November. <laughs> okay. November. Uh, yeah, you, you, you asked. <laughs> no, look, you know, we're, 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 we're trying to... Bre- we, we, we predominantly breed sprinters uh, amongst our broodmen band. But this is, this is a unique opportunity we have with a filly like her who's stretched to 10 furlongs and looked amazing in the wakeful and then mm. stretched to a mile and a half. And she won like a... She won that Oaks like a top liner. That that yeah. That, that, was, that was an impressive win. So, I think we're entitled to. I think we're entitled to dream with Zardozzi yeah. and hope she keeps developing and starts starts um, starts shaping up like a like a like a horse that could get to that level. But you know, we, we, one thing, one step at a time. We're in the surround on the weekend, and that's what we'll concentrate on. I know that uh, obviously um, all trainers do different things with their horses, but uh, I've had trainers on before talking about e-trackers and uh, lung capacity and, and recovery. Obviously, um, because she is bred differently to some of the other uh, superstars you've had, she does she recover differently? Have she got incredible lungs on her? Incredible. Okay. There we go, punters. Um, and we will see her, obviously, in action on the weekend. Let's go to Golden Mile. And we're chatting this morning with James Cummings and also uh, Chris Roots from the Sydney Morning Herald. Uh, Golden Mile, he's a, he's a favourite of mine. How's he tracking towards this race on the weekend? Mate, of course, we're going to see him in the Liverpool City Cup. Well, he, look, he, I, I got it wrong there first up with that horse. He, he really blew out first up. Uh, but he was close to the pace and carting the field up in a, in a strongly run six furlong race. And it was on the cards, wasn't it, that that race was going to be run like that. He was a little bit underdone and he's run well being in being like that in the past. And, it, and as you've seen, and one of the reasons you'd enjoy that horse is that he does improve into his prep and he can become underestimated deep into his prep once he's fully wound up. So, so he... He ran last, but he, you know, he wasn't beaten too far. He's improved a lot then. I love the way he's trained since. I've just tinkered around with the gear a little bit, and nevertheless, he's got the. But nevertheless, he's got the the, the, the heavy weight in this race, and there's good pace in it again. So it's not, it's not obvious. Um, it's not obvious just how well this race might unfold for him, but he's going a lot better than his first up run suggests. The stewards report will say that he pulled up with a cough first up. There's a few things that went against him. He blew the house down, and uh, and he can only get better. Whether I run him here and then put him on the quick backup in the Canterbury Stakes, well, that will that will depend on a couple of things. But that's not um, that's not it's not impossible that we'll utilise this race as a as a as a, um, as a preparation for the Canterbury Stakes the following week, and. He could arrive there, a very fit horse, ready to run his best race. Chris, uh, will, we see, will, we, will we see Park all on the weekend, James, or will you wait for the Todman? Uh, he's 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 a chance to wait for the Todman or even the Black Opal. Uh, perhaps the Black Opal would be the most sensible race of the three. He, he you know, it'd be the most winnable race for him out of the three. But I love the idea of seeing Park or out to seven furlongs and then even a mile. Um, so there's something to be said for running him here and getting his, his autumn preparation underway. Um, I like the work that he produced last week at Randwick. Uh, and look, um, look, Nash trialled him, but he just couldn't, he just couldn't wait, make the wait. And, uh, and, and, the, and the, horse is, the horse is looking strong. He's, he's, uh, he's nice and sound. And uh, we're, we were 
we were pleased with him, but we're desperate to see the horse up in trip. And we're, would you, we'd be happy to be a bit surprised if he was to loom up and scare some of the fancy, more fancied horses here. Would you consider missing the sleeper and just going straight to the size, it sounds like, then, and, and giving the best opportunity to group one rather than having that run in the sleeper? Well, I, I have considered that before. I nearly thought about doing that with Animo once, and, and yet horses that are so strong late can, with class can nevertheless be, be uh, legitimate slipper contenders when the pressure goes on. So I would be remiss to be so cute as to do that. I think if he, if he earns his way into the golden slipper and the horse is, um, and the horse is ready to go, it's more than likely than we would, that, that we would give him his opportunity. The upside in that race is just too great to ignore. And James, the other runner as well, we touched on parkour there in the skyline. That was race four, number four. Uh, what about the horse in race two in the James Squire, just to round off your team for Saturday, uh, Pirelli, with Zach Lloyd on board? Well, it's a benchmark 88, but uh, it's more like a group three and a half, that race. So he's going to know he's in a horse race. Uh, he comes into it off a, a barnstorming win there at the valley. Um, he looked like a he looked like a bonus bet type of horse there at Mooney Valley the way he won last start. But it's going to be difficult for him here. Uh, we have first hand experience of just how well our Kobe son is going, and uh, and that horse will get every opportunity from the inner draw. But but our horse has had a quiet trial ticking over since then. I like the way the horse uh, went about his work during the week. And he's had plenty of time to get back on top of his game since that uh, since that trip down to Melbourne. So look for him late. Wouldn't be wouldn't be impossible for him to upset the favourite, but a very very strong race there. Mm. And then uh, just inhibitions as well in Melbourne for Mark Zara, who goes around in race five. Yeah, perhaps a little short of her best, and and she improves. She's sort of first up, not not always at her best either, but. Uh, but there's, some, there's a nice stakes target there. The freshly renamed Don Casbolt stakes at Mooney Valley will will, uh, will loom up like a good option for her after she gets through this first up run. But nevertheless, it was good work at the barrier trials. Wouldn't put a pass at a runner race fresh. She's a bit casual in her work and can only improve with a run. But look for her in the time-honoured Don Casbolt second up. Uh, James, before I let you go, just to recapping, uh, there's a couple of texts on the text line here and appreciate the audience getting involved. Uh, Tom Kitten, how did he pull up after Saturday? And another horse that's popped up here, Traffic Warden, who I thought was actually sensational, uh, the run in the Blue Diamond, considering the way in which that race panned out. Yeah, look, uh, Tom Kitten pulled up well. He had a little bit of a black eye, but nothing that uh, nothing to write home about. He's um, He was on the track this morning, looked, looked beautiful going through his paces. Um, not 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 surprising, considering he he, uh, he found what did he found he found a fair bit of trouble back there in the field, um, and traffic warden he's also pulled up in very good fashion. Yeah, he kept warming to the line from that wide barrier and that impossible spot. Um, had the back of the winner, but then ducked back to the inside, and that's okay. But um, but made up many lengths and finished two and a half lengths away from the winner and only a length from the first colt home. So Traffic Warden is... is like, he's, he's a colt who's on the improve. He's, he's, um, he's had his chance to prove his golden slipper material. But nevertheless, he, 
he can only get better. I like to step up to 1400 when we run the horse in the VRC size next week. Uh, won't be, won't be. Um, I think it'll be a good competitive race, and it'll be an opportunity for Jackie Warden to improve sufficiently to put a few more of his autumn credentials on the table. Thanks for joining us this morning, James. Appreciate it, and look forward to seeing how these good horses go on Saturday, mate. No worries. Thanks, guys. Fantastic. There's James there Cummings. Uh, Chris, uh, you've still got some news for us before we uh, continue on to Steve Keane. Uh, great to hear from James. And we speak about that very elegant and how competitive it's going to be. And Fangirl uh, is obviously going to be on the radar of a lot of punters. Uh, and it'll be fascinating to see how that race unfolds considering the draw she's got. Well, I, don't matter. I actually don't think it matters how it unfolds. She's got the best turn of foot. If they go slow, she, she'll get to them too quickly and go past them. And if they go fast, she'll just explode past them late. So I think she's now carrying the extra burden of expectation. I think everyone expects her to go out and do that on Saturday, where she in the past she hasn't. So hasn't had that, but she's in top form. Uh, also, Stormboy, McDonald um, gets that race day feel Saturday. He gets a um, feel of her on Saturday and... Um, We'll see how how um, how good Storm Boy Boy's going, and um, either shortens or or stays the same price in the slipper. Exactly right. And then what about the other uh, horses in the surround? We hear them from James Cummings talking about obviously Zardozzi, and gee, she's in for an exciting preparation and exciting to see what she can do this full year. But uh, uh, the other horses, I mean, uh, Kimochi uh, Gary Portelli was very good the other day. Yeah, she was, wasn't she? And Gaz has got a real rap on her. She, um, I know he's won two golden slippers, but he said she could be the best... By the end of this this preparation, she could be the best filly he's had and the most expensive filly he's, he's had because she's up for sale at the um, English chairman's sale at the moment and I know Gaz is hoping that she won't... She won't if she goes there, it'll stay in his stable, but he's hoping the owner just decides... Well, she's won a Group One after Saturday. I'll keep her and breed from her, and she's she's um she's never missed a place in any of the big three-year-old fillies races. So she's the benchmark that sort of the one. There's always been one that might be better, just better than her. She she ran into um, a Jolly Star in the Thousand Guineas, and Tropical Squall was just too good on on Flight Stakes Day. But you know she's she's um, really a silly price when you look at it. I think she's. She's completely over the odds and completely... And you don't say this much about a second though, but completely missed by a lot of people. And we mentioned this yesterday and that news filtered through about we've got a, a new chair of uh, racing New South Wales on the board. Yeah, so Anne Cook, she's, um, she, she was deputy chair. She's now chair. She's out at that announcement this morning at Wyong where they're announcing some more um, capital works, capital projects for uh, around, around the state. I know they've still got a lot of money there that they've been waiting for approvals for um, work and just want to see this work get done. Like, um, it's great to have, a, have, um, have them all announced. We just want to, I think trainers just want to have better facilities to train on and um, uh, hopefully it'll get done very quickly this work. Look forward to uh, having you on the punters panel tomorrow, Chris. Enjoy yeah, you, the rest of your thing, Thursday. Mate, oh, yep, you've got one, one more. Thing, uh, just, just to mention yesterday, like the last race yesterday, um, Nashville Willow was in the stewards' room after after last for just going a little bit too hard there. The, they've adjourned the inquiry. It'll probably be done on Saturday. He, he just got he, he just got rocking and rolling, and then Tim Clark tried to come across, and 
there was a, quite a lengthy chat with the master the last day of June that they're going to have a look at betting and see where, whether there's anything there. But um, it was just one of those ones where, you know, Nash said, I took a, I, I'd used a bit of petrol to take up a position and then he didn't want to give it up. And um, they just went a little bit too hard and we'll see what comes of it on Saturday morning. All right. Thank you very much, mate. We'll chat tomorrow. See you, mate.